You can just cut that all this part out until the clap. how to do the one, two, three clap. Classic old podcaster's trick. Yeah. Um, yes, thank you. Uh, hi, listeners. Today, I have a professional podcaster here with me to discuss sobriety. So welcome to Al Anonymous. Um, would you like to introduce yourself, guest? Absolutely. Uh, podcaster... Brace Belden. How come they don't call him Podcast Hymns? <laughs> Good question. Good question. Uh, I, yeah, I'm 30 years old. live in San Francisco. Hi, Brace. Thank you for joining me today and all of us, Al Anonymous listeners. Um, I invited you onto the podcast because I listened to your podcast, True and On. Thank Great you. podcast. Um and I couldn't help but notice your um, brief, men- like your not sometimes not so subtle mentions of sobriety and like the days that you like had to go to the to jail or the mental hospital, etc. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna shoot my shot and ask a friend of a friend of a friend to ask if you would maybe be interested in being on the pod. And here you are. Here I am. So I feel like it's so, not that much. It's not like it's not like a third degree knowing. I, we know a lot of the same people. Yeah, I know, but I was I was nervous nonetheless. You know, I have anxiety as Don't, you may I, listen, have picked as up. As a fellow on. podcaster, you're technically my coworker, so no worries. True, we're peers, exactly. colleagues, colleagues, colleagues. Yeah. I love being able to uh, use that word. I've never, I've never used before. it before. I, yeah, I, it's no, first time. I, I, me either colleagues i like it um we are also in the same club called sobriety club mm-hmm. um aka the better than everybody else club yeah i'm not sometimes. a loser like all the alcoholics and and, and exactly popping sex freaks mm-hmm. ruining like their lives mm-hmm. sex freaks bad skin <laughs> Um, yeah, so we're above all of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're colleagues. Anyway, Bryce, how long have you been sober for, or how many years have you gotten back? So I have been sober tomorrow, or tonight at midnight, it will be six years. So happy six years anniversary. Ago from today, oh my God. I was slamming dope in a basement <laughs> apartment in Bernal. With no windows. Mm. Actually, I was slamming dope and meth. Uh, yeah. And then I went yeah. to a uh, detox. That's a speedball, right? That's actually, you know what's funny is, is a speedball is actually coke. Coke and heroin. And heroin, which doesn't really make sense. A, a speed and heroin is a goofball. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, which a goofball is also like another term they used to use just for uppers, but uh, right. But it's since no one takes like goofballs or whatever wacky dudes anymore. It's it's you, know, <laughs> you, you got to just slam the real shit. And so I right uh, right right. I, Wait, and crack is to, and uh, never mind. You know what? It doesn't. Cr- matter. I, don't, I don't know what the the combo of crack and heroin is called. I have shot crack, but it was it was a la carte. Mm. It was not. It was not. Yeah. Lit. We also use cut up limes to sort of break it down, or lemons. I can't remember. Oh wow! I didn't know that trick, but um, I do know the the citrus with uh, Xanax trick trick is a thing. So yeah, I know. I know about the things. <laughs> Just you know, drug addict stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So six years ago, you were in a basement shooting. You you were doing goofballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And something must have happened. Yes. Um, six years ago, today, like this very moment. Probably. Yeah. It was actually kind of early in the morning. So, or like early in the afternoon, rather. Uh, I have been, so my actual experience trying to get sober was like a lot of people, sort of a stilted one. I, uh, I got arrested buying meth like a year, a year and a half before I actually got sober. I think maybe just a year. It's kind of hard to remember. From an undercover cop? No, 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 no. Just from like a guy in the street. Well, it's a guy I knew, but I, I was like at three in the morning, I think. It was like late at night. There was no one on Market Street and a white guy and a black guy interacting. I was racially profiled. Uh, I'll put it that way. You were racially profiled. And the, poli- the police were correct. I was mm-hmm. I was indeed purchasing meth. Uh, a dime bag right. of meth. And I, uh, I, yeah, I think either 10 or $20 worth. And they, they gave me at first a felony. And then, you know, it being San Francisco, they, they, they were like, oh, you can do a diversion. You can just go to rehab. I went to rehab, but I wasn't really having it. And then I spent about yeah. a year kind of in and out of various like detoxes, uh, halfway houses, shit like that, uh, mm-hmm. trying to get, so I get a, get a few months here or there. Uh, once I thought I was going to make it and then, uh, did not make it. Uh, yeah, and it takes a while for it to stick. Exactly. I tried many I didn't, times. I didn't really want to, I feel like, I mean, I thought exactly. I wanted to, but I didn't really want mm-hmm. to. Yeah, you, you. That's the whole thing. You have to want to. And then eventually, uh, eventually, I was just like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And I, I was, I was, I was. I think probably like 90 pounds. I, I was subsisting on uh, money that I was stealing from my roommate's insanely large coin jar. Like the largest wow. coin jar I've ever seen in my life. And it was filled quarters with mostly cor- a lot of quarters. Damn. And so, damn. I mean, I probably good. chipped away at about half of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But how uh, long did it take for him to notice? I, she never said anything because I stay she, in the basement. Sorry, pronouns. Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's fine. I, I think I can't, I honestly don't remember this person's name or what they looked like. I just assume <laughs> oh it was God. a woman because there was like a stack of like three books on a thing by the bed. With like a, right. a rock on it, female which, trait. It's a yeah, fe- extremely yeah. female trait. Uh, <laughs> women hate using bookshelves; they just like using regular shelves and putting books on them. Um, I guess, yeah. But uh, <laughs> that's a theory I've, I've been concocting for a while. But no, I think I'm. I think I have a regular shelf situation. There you go. Too. 
And I've got some rocks. Well, I'm just saying they well. like putting like on a bedside table. Oh, yeah. They love putting three books and then like a lamp and then never a glass of water because women, for some reason, don't drink water. Don't We don't drink enough. They don't we need men to tell it's us. It's incredible. Remind us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I actually just removed my stack of books from my, it was on the corner of my bed, but I didn't want, I wanted to make it seem like I had a very clean room. Oh, mine's a, mine's a mess. Thank God you're, thank God this is just recorded. Oh my God. You don't have curtains either. Oh wait. Yeah, you no, do. I do. They're just, yeah, you have a shade. I have a shade. I haven't had curtains in years. But you say you don't get I a just, lot of sunlight, so it doesn't, you don't need it. Yeah, that's true. But at night, I feel like I should probably use it. But at this point, it's everyone else's problem, not mine. Exactly. Um, okay, where, where were we? So I, I was just like sitting in a backyard of my house, blasting cigs, which I used to go collect cigarette butts from the ground. Mm-hmm. Like I was one yeah, of those my, guys. My ex-boyfriend did that too. A classic ex-boyfriend maneuver. Yes, uh, yes. Also an addict. You'd you'd find oh man, the greatest I haven't thought about this in a while, but the greatest feeling was when you found sometimes you'd find like a pack of cigs that was like flat and you'd be like, Oh my god, mm. there's like eight marble lights in here. Holy Wow. Like, totally yeah, full. no, that is finding gold. And uh and I was sitting back there, uh smoking, you know, like one inch American spirits, uh, that I'd found in front of the bar near my house. And I mm-hmm. called my dad, which I had never like. I, I my dad had brought me to rehab uh, once before, but uh, or I think twice before. I I went a lot, uh, but I had never like tried to go myself. And he brought me to a detox, and then I was such a little bastard at the detox. They actually uh, made me leave after five days. Oh my god, that seems um, irresponsible. Yeah. Well, I I, I think I was I was. As You're they would bad. say now, out of pocket, and uh, right. ex- I was I, I was very extra. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they I said, can I, imagine they said I wouldn't stay sober, so I was like, "Jokes on you! I don't have any money for heroin." Um, <laughs> and I uh, that's so dangerous. <laughs> I went to I I lived up the street from like an AA club, whatever, and I went to ten mm-hmm. meetings a day because I had no money for food either. And so yeah. I go in the morning at like 7 a.m. because I couldn't sleep. They have free food. Yeah, exactly. They would be cookies mm-hmm. and coffee and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. The coffee, unlimited coffee exactly. and cookies. So, yeah, it's that's nice the thing. That. When you get sober, you don't have any money or friends. And so you go. I No friends. I had no gotten friends. laid once at an AA meeting. And I was like, maybe that'll happen again. The, that's forbidden. It was my first oh ever my AA meeting in San Francisco. It was a daytime meeting. Wow, cool. I mean, everyone at the meetings are really hot. Not where I live. I, go, I only York. go. To, I only go to the hot person ones in Manhattan. We don't. I don't go to any in. We don't the have city. those. Really? Yeah, there's no That's like San hot Francisco. people meeting here. That sucks. Have you been here? It's a pretty ugly city overall. I haven't been there. I haven't had a reason to be there. It's like it. You know, like you see like nerds on the street sometimes, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know like, how there's like like, ner- like like coding people yeah, like coders. You, and like yeah, yeah, or like, like graphic designer people. Yeah, we're all that. We're all coders. Yeah, I yeah, mean, not yeah. me, but like everybody else here is like a coder. You kind of look like you could be a coder. I'll take off the glasses and you wouldn't say that. It's the glasses. That's oh, people think wow. they can say anything to you if you wear glasses. Totally different. Totally different. Yeah, but I need them. You I'm aren't disabled. kidding. Mm. <laughs> okay. I have two disabilities: so, lactose intolerance and short-sighted. That's cool. I have, I have zero physical 
I'm able-bodied, well, and the, I'm very grateful to be that. These aren't legally disabilities, but I, I, I've been pretty active in pushing them to become that. Got it, yeah. No, lactose intolerance is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more lactose intolerance, uh, intolerant voices, you know, mm-hmm. awareness. <laughs> but, okay, so they kicked you out of rehab because you were out of pocket. Yes, I was rude. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was. Uh, I was in a hospital last summer, and I know the exact type of patient that you were. Was Horrible. it like a nut house, or was it like a? Was it? It like was. A it was. It was a. It was a nut house. It was a psych psychological. It was. A, it was a psych ward. Yeah. yeah, a nut house. A nut house. Yeah, a loony bin. I feel like nut house is more kind to say <laughs> than psych ward. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, the nut house. Um. Yeah, the mental, the mental patient. I've asylum. been I've been locked up in one of those for about six hours. Uh, only only six. Yeah, I'm the first hours? guy they've ever let go from a fifty one fifty hold. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm not like my good thing is I have no dual diag. Like I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, me neither. And so like, they when they when they brought me in, it was actually one of the worst days of my life because I was uh. Had had a very, I was a very bad boyfriend and had, had done some things to warrant my leaving the house. Uh, right. But I, I, I wanted to, sh- to shoot up still, so I went to the roof and, uh, you know, blasted some dope and some, mm-hmm. some meth. And I kind of OD'd. And I was like, but I had taken up meth and I was like a zombie, kind of like walking around. And it was like 6 a.m. Oh and one of the neighbors in the other like tall apartment building saw me and thought I was a jumper. And so oh my God. the police Thank came God, though. and grabbed me. Wow! And they took that... me to the hospital, and then I was like, "Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. Crazy. You're not a jumper. You're not. No, I'm just you are just overdosing." Yeah. Wow. So they let you go. Yeah. Because you weren't a jumper. You weren't suicidal. Yeah. Got it. So six hours in the fifty-one fifty. Mm-hmm. I tried to. I tried to, uh, like, convince them I was like a sane guy by being like, "No, come on." I'm not, I don't yeah. want to kill myself, you know? Yeah. I want to do more was, heroin. Right. Exactly. Exactly. The the reason to live when you are an addict. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I had to commit myself. So I guess it wasn't really a 5150, but it turned into, I thought it was going to be something like that, but I ended up staying for like three weeks. It was really intense. Met a lot of people though. So I understand what kind of patient you were yeah. to warrant getting discharged early always good to network yeah for sure for sure i am um, actually kept in touch with um she was 17 when i met her so she was in the adolescent side of mm-hmm. the unit and we kept in touch and she's um a hasidic jew oh, wow. and i uh, yeah so she's never had the internet before so what i did was actually i smuggled her a phone inside of a safe disguised as a book so and like with the it was, it was like an old trap phone that I had mm-hmm. and like so I sent her that with uh, the Verizon like pay as you go yeah. thingies the pl- the cards and yeah so she got the internet for the first time and then she asked me for my Netflix password I don't have a Netflix <laughs> password so I gave her somebody else's that I use. And she, because she wanted to watch um, Unorthodox or whatever. But anyway, so I met her 
there and we've been in touch and she was there because she was trying to overdose mm -hmm. and now she's trying to leave the community but i it's tough really to do. i really don't i yeah i don't know yeah it's a it's weird um but that's a different story a different episode yeah that's crazy that's i i, yeah. I met some people in um in in like various institutions that i kind of kept in touch with but nobody really? i met a pedophile Oh wow! Yeah. Do, well, he told and me. And are you still in touch with him? No, no. That, oh. that, I didn't you just met. He just happened to be there. He was my roommate. He was in a FIBA file or whatever. Like he was like, what? I love fifteen-year-old girls. Ew. But like, what? Well, I mean, <laughs> that's yeah. a common one, though. And he was. It was actually like I, I've never really talked about it because it sounds like I'm making him up. But he was like a dyed-in-the-wool libertarian who uh -huh. was there for Adderall. Oh my god! And immediately on the first day of telling me, told me he liked fifteen-year-old girls. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like still pretty dope sick. I was just like, okay, man, that's that's crazy. Oh boy. Yeah, was he like a repeater? Was he there often? Was he a regular? No, it was his first time. He was like shocked mm. that his parents put him there. He was like shocked. <laughs> but I guess he was doing a lot of Adderall. Yeah. Wow. That's like scary. He must have been like behaving so scarily for his parents. Yeah, <laughs> to put him there. He probably was telling all. everybody he was in a FIBA file. They were like, oh, yeah, we got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's put him away. Send him to the nut house. Okay. <laughs> um, well, I pray for his soul and that he, that he heals and um, re recovers. Um, so where were we in the Brace Belden sobriety story so i got out and i went to like about 10 me i didn't have anything to do and so i went to about 10 meetings a day just right you got laid at one i, I remember well yeah that was that was before this this time getting sober oh, but okay. the promise it, they right. should they should let everybody do that at their first aa meeting because that that will yeah that will keep, keep you, you coming, coming back. back exactly mm -hmm. for uh, sure because you know I, I i the term unfuckable comes to mind <laughs> often when you go to meetings and I'm like, if all, if you just let these people fuck once, then it'll be right. like, you know, they're already addicted to stuff easily. It's, mm -hmm. um, well, it's forbidden to, to like date anybody for your first year. Yeah. They call it. And also they call it like 13th stepping when, yeah. when you know, the, the old timers hit on the newcomers. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, I re I got the rare reverse, which is thing. cool. I loved the thirteenth stepping, by the way. I thought it was great. It's 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 pretty rare for the reverse thirteenth step to happen, though. It's usually oh, is that so? Guy, yeah. Most of the mm. women in AA don't really need to have sex with the guys in AA. I feel like, mm. or at least they know they shouldn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, it was so I, I was going like 10 times a day, filling up my entire day. I wasn't even paying attention. I would just, I didn't like AA yet. But you were there for the food and the coffee and mm -hmm. something to do exactly. to make you not And I wouldn't um, I, use. I could, I was less fidgety and I was still pretty fit. I'd go to the bathroom about three times per fucking Oh yeah. Meeting, oh yeah. I did, I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a lot less fidgety than, than, than I was at home with nothing to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were going to 10 meetings a day. And it didn't occur to you to, like, find a hobby or something? 
No. Well, my hobbies up to that point had been reading mm-hmm. and playing music. And playing music, well, my old – a guy I used to live in a halfway house with had stolen my all my musical equipment and sold it. Oh, my uh, God. I'm sorry. Well, it happens. That's classic stuff, though, that happens. Exactly. Uh, and – I did have a lot of books, but it was like difficult for me to pay attention to something for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. And so this was just like, I needed to be social, but I didn't have anyone to be social with because I was really embarrassed to like see getting sober is so lonely. It's really hard to do alone, especially if like you really like, like I had been kind of like absent from my friends group for kind of a while. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know I was a junkie and, and no one either wanted right. to hang out with a junkie and also you don't really want to hang out with anybody else yeah no exactly you're like ashamed of yourself exactly it's, it's shame you're using in private because and, like yeah what else are you going to do exactly <laughs> want, yeah. and I had a lot of shame like just in general like a lot of like sort of generalized guilt you know around how I treated like friends my ex-girlfriend and mm-hmm. so I was like ashamed like to sort of like rear my head too and also, yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know what to do because a lot of my friends are, like, drinkers, you know? Like, yeah, no. Oh, same, same. All of my exactly. friends are alcoholics. And, all of them. And so, like, I didn't really, like, you know, once you go to, like, going to, like, a show once you get sober is so weird because it's, like, the <laughs> yeah, first one you go like, okay, this is, turns out this isn't <laughs> as fun as I remember. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it feels really bad and, like, corny. Exactly. And, it feels bad. And like, <laughs> like um, after a couple hours, you're just like, oh, I can't talk to anyone anymore because they're all drunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you and then you check out and you go to like you hate talking to everyone because they sound so stupid. Yep. They're like yelling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and repeating themselves. And you're like, and repe- yep. Wow. This mm-hmm. is like uh, from yeah. an outsider's point of view, this sucks. Uh huh. Yeah. And then you are reminded of why you are better than everybody else. Of course. go home and wake up with no hangover. Yeah. So you weren't, so your, your, your gear was stolen Mm -hmm. and you couldn't focus on reading. So you would go to these meetings. Yeah. Um, so, and this was the time that it stuck. The sobriety stuck. Yeah. Yeah. This was different than the other times because the other times I really felt like I was kind of dragging myself to everything and I was still sort of dragging myself to everything. But like Mm -hmm. I knew that like it became very apparent to me that if I kept going, I mean, this had been apparent for a while, but I guess it's sort of just like a lot of these things, you know, like I knew Mm -hmm. when I started known for a while exactly about myself. When I when I started shooting up, I was like, this is a bad idea and I will never there's no like you can't turn this train around, you know? Yep. Like you Mm -hmm. can't. What's the you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Uh, But I did it because I was just like, you know, I I, you are. Exactly. And like my whole thinking, it's kind of wild to remember, but my whole thinking, and to be honest, I still kind of lapse into this, is that like, well, it'll work itself out. Oh, yeah. You know, I love like, that way of thinking. <laughs> if I shoot enough heroin, then I'll eventually just kind of stop. Mm. Uh, yeah. There are only two ways or three ways to go with uh, shooting up heroin, and that's jail, death, recovery. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd already done two of those. So mm-hmm. I you don't want to you didn't want to do the third did one. Not third do the one's third one's not fun. No, I mean, because mm-hmm. so like, you know, addiction really runs in my family. I don't know my dad's side, like, except for my dad that well. But I do know mm-hmm. they were all alcoholics who died before I was born. 
My right. mother was an addict who OD'd and died when I was about six years old. Or like kind of killed herself, kind of OD'd. Um, I'm so sorry, Brace. It's all That's... right. You know, it's, it's, I was six, so I didn't really have any, any memories of her. Um, I guess that makes it better Not really That's very sad But I guess Yeah it is a genetic thing Yeah yeah Like it's Something you can like Blame The disease on Exactly I mean I have no idea If the disease thing Is true or not I was just having This conversation With my friend And I I never call it a disease Me either The one time I did call it A disease Was when I spoke At my brother's Funeral And all of his uh, Friends were there and it just felt like an easier way for their for yeah. them to like get help, you know, if they think of it as a disease. But that's well, the only time I've ever used it. I've it, ever. It, like, it works for some that. people as an allegory because there's like a lot of shame. I mean, for me, I'm always just been like, yeah, I'm a junkie. Like I, mm-hmm. if, if you give any, if you give a rat enough heroin, it'll be a junkie. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, for sure. Like it, it's it's. But but I think the allegory kind of works for some people because it's like, well, it's not your fault. But it's like, not, yeah, exactly. For me, I'm like, yeah, it's my fault. Like, when yeah, I, me too. When I was like tying off and shit, I was like, I mm-hmm. love doing heroin. I, I hated myself, but I love doing mm-hmm. heroin. I know the exact fucking feeling. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing more I love than straight vodka. Like, just like drinking and getting drunk yeah it's oh absolutely a lot more yeah me, me too know? i mean if 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 there was any chance in hell that i could do heroin without getting addicted i would do mm-hmm. it but i can't yeah like I, it's yeah it's a total exactly. impossibility and, exactly and, <laughs> you know and i'm really i mean i i i want for a while i thought i was really good at doing heroin and in retrospect mm-hmm. i realized i was pretty bad at it because i uh you know i, I was a junkie for about three or four years uh-huh. uh like a full-on junkie for for that long when I was into pills a lot longer than yeah, that. Yeah, um, familiar with the whole lifestyle. But Four like, years is a long time. Yeah. Ages, yeah. It, well, yes, yeah, it does. But it also sort of like, and I, and I don't mean this in an ableist way, listeners, it retards your development. Mm-hmm, um, it slows it down. Exactly, and so all of a sudden I was 24 and sober, and I was like a child. Like I was like 18. Yeah. Because I uh-huh. missed basically, like, you know, I'd been loaded in one way or another for the past six years uh-huh and so i had no real like i i i i, I still kind of suffer from the effects of this like i still sort of think yeah. of myself as like behind a lot of people because i missed a gi- giant chunk of my life yeah you still had a lot of growing up to do and catch up yeah um well nothing really good happens in your early, in your early 20s so i, I, I feel like yeah I, I mean, I don't remember any of my early 20s either. Yeah. So, I, whatever. I think, I think I was really good at drinking until I wasn't anymore. So, I, I quit. And I feel like that might be the same for you and heroin. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, you know, it's funny. When I started doing heroin or I started doing pills and then, then heroin, mm-hmm. I Gateway. was like. I was, Did it start with weed, by the way? Or no, was it pills? I hate weed. So I hate weed, too. The only thing I like horrible. Is, is, is heroin. Right. That's it for me. Yeah. I don't even like speed. I just did it because I don't know. I, I don't know. Even, I, I don't have a coherent reason because I needed to stay away. Because <laughs> yeah, if I yeah. just did heroin, I didn't feel like high enough. Got it. I I got it. I got it. Um, yeah, I was doing Adderall to drink more. Classic. So. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, so like I, I I didn't I don't really like I like drinking okay. I mean like I you know I like to I like to have a glass of booze or something. But like really my thing is you know there's a phrase in AA that people often say when they tell their <laughs> stories, which is I have arrived. Like they'll be like the first time I had a drink, I had the thought that I have mm-hmm. arrived. And for me. Yeah. The first time I ever did Oxycontin, I literally had the thought, without knowing that this was a phrase, that like, right. I'm here, baby. Like, this is the real oh, me. Oh, that's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, oh, God. I, I was horrible, yeah. uh, really weird circumstances around when I was doing Adderall, too. Or, excuse me, not Adderall, Oxycontin. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, but, but, like, that's sort of what it was like for me. I was like, if I do this enough, like, I'm good because this is my thing. Like other people mm. like basketball. Mm-hmm. Some people like uh, yeah. you know, going to mm-hmm. the grocery store. Some people are good at guitar solos. I love injecting heroin. Uh, yeah. And, and I That's had this. Junkie mind. Totally. And I had this idea that I was like this romantic figure. That was right. Like, that's what that's what I thought of myself as like an like an alcoholic writer, you know. I, exactly. I Well, it's, it's yeah. when you do heroin. You know, you said you sort of dated a junkie before. Did his dick work? Um, Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to throw anybody on the bus. Totally. Mine didn't. Uh, (laughs) It's 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 not at least not uh, well. Mm -hmm. No, but I do know that's a thing. It's a thing with alcohol too. Yeah, like it would like you could you know not to get too graphic here, but. You, you, yeah, we, we keep it like nice and G-rated on yeah. here. My dad listens, by the way. Well, you, Hi, Padre. If you're trying to, uh, listeners out there, if you're thinking of starting heroin and you also like having sex, you're eventually going to have to sort of square that circle um, <laughs> because it's not going to be something that you are, want to do and then later are very capable of doing. And, mm. and so I, in my fucking ins- Good to know. insane brain, I thought that like, well, okay, you know, this is a trade-off here. I get that. But <laughs> but by doing heroin, I sort of make myself like a eunuch type figure or like right. the, the guy from a Sun Also The Sun Also Rises, the Ernest Hemingway book. I'm like, that guy had no mm-hmm. dick and he's like a tragic romantic figure. <laughs> I mean, my greatest problem is that I always wanted to be, which is a very this is very pathetic and I should not be saying this on a I- podcast. No, you can tie it. But I always wanted to be like a tragic sort of romantic figure when in actuality yep. I am basically just like a comic, sometimes <laughs> yeah. minorly, but comically tragic figure. I was so obsessed with like Edie Sedgwick when I was like yeah. younger. And like I've, I've always wanted to be like a, you know, a tragic little rich girl, even though I was never rich, but I always just wanted that. Yeah. I saw that for me. Exactly. But, I thought I could be like, like, uh, What's the Robert actually like one of those real fucked up writers or something? I used to want to be a writer. Yeah. Uh, and then that makes sense. Uh, it turns out that it does. N- it's not good for that. Heroin, you're just no. Like, it's not. I. I mean, I could not write while drunk at all. Oh, absolutely. Hell no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I. All I wanted to do when I was on heroin was just more heroin. Yeah, and smoke cigarettes. Oh, I me. do love anyway. blasting cigs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had like basically dashed all of my hopes and dreams and I had no, I didn't like go to college and I had no like real, like, I mean, my vague idea for a career was that like, eventually I'll do enough drugs and I'll be able to write a book that like women love enough to give me money. Yeah. 
That's that's a thought that has crossed my mind. Oh, absolutely. I will say that is a thought that many people I've encountered who are sober have had, where they're like, "Oh yep. no, this is all like basically research." For it's like for my novel. memoir, exactly. Yeah, but this will be great in the in the memoir. You know what? Ninety percent of my memoir would have been me shooting dope in the fucking not in Curry bathroom at O'Farrell. With no, there's no excitement. There's no action. It's yeah. just me. It's no, just it's me high. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark. It's and when you when you see it, it's it's dark. Yeah. On the outside, I I I've seen it. I've seen my brothers shoot up before, and um. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, cool. it's, it's like, not romantic. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. Yeah, it's gross. It's disturbing. Actually. Sometimes you miss. Yeah, it is. It is gross. Uh, and it the risk of getting um, what is it called? Um, uh, well, uh, the thing you, Hep C? Not Hep C. That's the one I keep wanting to. Oh wait, maybe it is Hep C. HIV? Yeah. The risk of it. No, it's it's Hep C. The risk of getting Hep C is very high. Yeah. With shooting up. I never got. I've always. I was always. Lucky. a Clean bill of health throughout my. Uh, my Fabulous. Good it, at doing heroin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so like when I got sober, I was just like, I was basically starting from like, not only square one, but like in, in sobriety part, but basically square one in every single part of my life. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's so raw and hard. It's really daunting. I kind of liked it just because I had no idea what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but like it, it was, it was hard. It was an anxiety a lot of people talk about the pink cloud, which is like sort of yep. like an AA phrase for like feeling real good for the first few months or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're I, a part of the better than everybody club. Exactly. And I had had that the previous times I got sober, but I, mm-hmm. I ran out of like pink club mile or pink, yeah. whatever, pink cloud. It, it, when, it, when, it's, when it's gone, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes I'll like practice gratitude and then, yeah. you know, that feels good. And yeah, I, I'm so much happier sober than where I was before oh absolutely I mean so like I am you know I have a kind of a sunny disposition but I'm generally unhappy a lot of the time oh yeah same Uh, do you take antidepressants no I'm not oh yeah right you're not crazy you're not crazy and you're not the only thing I'm on is gabapentin which the oh I love that stuff they put me on that shit like six years ago at the highest dose and I never realized like maybe I should stop taking this and now I'm trying to get off of it it's supposedly non-addictive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wrong. Yeah. I moved from gabapentin to trazodone because it stopped working. Oh, yeah. I take trazodone, too, but I don't take it that much just because I worked at, like, it, a factor until pretty recently, and I had to get up early. Uh-huh. And yeah. It, no, you can't get out of bed with, you can't get with out of trazodone. Bed. Yeah. It's so hard. So I just stay. I still have really bad sleep problems, but I think... Me, too. I, I, they don't go away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's probably something maybe related to the meth rather than the heroin. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe. So I had to like, I had to, I, I was really lost for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. And eventually like, uh, got a girlfriend, moved in with her and mm-hmm. sort of started doing like normal stuff. Like I got a job through someone I knew in AA at a boxing gym. Cool. Yeah, it was actually That's mad cool. It was very cool. I was I was one of two employees at like this really run down Irish Irish guys boxing gym or rather the Wow. Boxing so gym. you were like still being like the character you wanted to be. Yeah, well that of. was by accident. Yeah. But yeah. No, but that's very cool. And I was like greasing guys up and shit like that and like <laughs> sweet. Uh, it was very funny. And then so that became I, cuz I still didn't really like 
I, you know, I actually still haven't really reconnected to a lot of my older friends. Like, I know a lot of them still, and I hang out with them sometimes, but I never got, I never picked up right where I was, sort of where right, I left them. Right, right, right. Um, you mean your friends that you were hanging out with before you were using, or the people you were using with? I never used people with, before. I never had any, what they term, yeah. running, running buddies. Right, in, uh, right, right. Um, yeah. I I got sober when I was drinking alone in secret. Exactly. Because of shame. Yeah. And like none of my, some of my friends got into heroin, but like most of them died. And so. Yeah, that's the thing that happens exactly. with that drug. So like, and there's like, none of my real close friends got into it as, as, as bad as I was. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I basically like, I just, I still didn't really hang out with people. I hung out with AA people and I read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's not really a lot to do when, yeah, yeah. you're really sober. <laughs> and I, this is like 20, a lot of time in the day. 2014, I start getting like real into like I, I knew I'd already read a lot about politics basically over the past 10 years. I started getting like into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to Syria in 2016. Um, mm. To do what? To I was in the uh, civil war there. Oh, but uh, how did how are you able to enlist? There was uh, this like. So I'm a communist, uh, oh, not okay. like one of these freak ones you see. Like I'm like a normal you, guy, like a like a regular communist. Yeah, like I'm not like some like nut. Um, right, but you went to Syria to go fight the civil war. Yeah, and okay, uh, and I guess this is while sober too. This was a sober decision. This was two years sober. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. and. Uh, and I, I get out there. I, I basically, I, I it's it, there's this ethnic group called the Kurds, and they have a political party called the Kurdistan mm. Workers Party or Workers Party of Kurdistan. I uh, you can enlist online, which is very funny. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what you did. Well, you got to do like encrypted shit, which took me a real long time to figure out. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I went out there. They, they, you have like a tour of duty for about six months, and so mm-hmm. I went out there and. Uh, and ended up being on a couple of operations, uh, which are like long, multi-week, sometimes multi-month uh, advances and shit like that. Uh, saw a bunch of like <laughs> shit out there. That was very weird. That's so crazy. It was very weird. Um, um, we t- I talk about hobbies a lot with sobriety and how it's important to you know like get to know yourself and find out your hobbies yeah i'm glad you you found you found yours well that was like the other <laughs> thing because i was like i really liked it like i feel oh sort God. of like bad saying <laughs> but it was like it was i felt you're a character again yeah but like i just also felt like you know it was like exciting and dangerous and like people were trying to kill you and stuff yeah, uh, no, it's kind of like shooting up. Exactly, like it's, you could it, die. It's got that same. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I like. I. I. I'm reading this book by this guy. It was like a junkie who starts robbing banks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Very cool. He he basically describes the same, and he had been a veteran too. He starts describing the same shit. Like you get this like thrill, this sort of like. Right. I don't know. I you get. Goosebumps. I mean, I, 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 I have had a shoplifting problem. I, I. I understand the exactly. thrill. Exactly. The thrill. Um, mm-hmm. And I also was able to see myself as like a romantic instead of comic figure again. Although, of course, I also became that. Um, yeah. And then yeah, I feel like I might. 
be like a clown figure myself. Yeah, but. you can't pick your archetypes. Yeah, it, it sucks. Uh, anyway, yeah, I wish I could. It but. is what it is. <laughs> uh, I and but I didn't. I didn't uh, somehow. Even though I had morphine in a syringe while I was out there for months, uh-huh. sort of attached to me. I didn't wow. do it because I was like, first of all, if I get shot, I really am going to want this because they mostly have yep. ketamine out here. And mm. I, oh, cool. My friend got <laughs> shot in the arm and they shot him up with ketamine. <laughs> and he said that they shot him up with either too much or too little. And he went into a K-hole. Wow. And so he was just in a K-hole with a fucking hole through his arm. Wait, that's terrifying. Yeah. Uh, for like two hours while they drove him to a hospital in like a bumpy truck along a dirt Jesus road. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so I was Were like, you ever shot? No, I never got shot. Uh, that's good. So you never had to use the morphine. Never had to you use the morphine. the morphine. No, no, I gave it to somebody. Uh, when I but left. yeah, so you, so you had it and you didn't. So like you could have used exactly. it. Exactly. And it was to. like, there was times out there when I was like, I felt really bad because sometimes things would get, as you can imagine, like very stressful. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I was just like, I, you know, you can't like call a friend or whatever. I got the internet every few weeks. Uh, wow. Cause it's Northern Syria isn't very big. And so they like bring up by like a Wi-Fi truck, you know, you, your, your commanders would like download maps and shit from it. Uh, and, wow. and, uh, and so, like, I couldn't, like, call people. I could sometimes text. You'd get enough reception to text, but you couldn't use the Internet, like, when you're, like, which is uh-huh. very weird because y- you forget how small it is. And so you're really only, like, a couple hours away from, like, the Iraqi or the, the Turkish border, and there's, like, cell towers there. And your phone mm-hmm. would – I mean, you just – I just got a roaming package. And I could sometimes oh, text perfect. people. <laughs> only at night, really, because for some reason the reception was better then. Um, because there are less sound waves. Is that why? Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's my guess. Because I realized um, I was I was um, staying at a lake house over the summer, mm-hmm. and so the lake was completely still at night because there was no wind. So the wind would get in the way and and create like sound more waves. So perhaps okay. that may have something to do with. The reception being clearer. Well, I could less wind, I, less waves. I couldn't like call my sponsor or anything, and so oh. and my sponsor had already been like, "You're gonna die, like you can't go out." There. So I was like, <laughs> uh, "Yeah." So your sponsor, cool. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and so I uh, did. Anyone approve of your? I didn't tell anybody. Decision. Okay. Yeah, All that's right. the thing. You're not supposed to see. You know, there's the phrase in AA too. You're only as sick as your secrets. But I'm like, right. <laughs> you should get like a couple secrets. <laughs> yeah, secrets are as good as hobbies. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and so, so I, I you know, I, I get back uh, after about six months, uh, a little longer, and uh, and I, I had kind of like, I think like so there was some. I, I think I got maybe a little traumatized or something out there. It was. Oh, uh, that that could happen i can see yeah yeah and like certainly i was very uncomfortable being back and so i sort of withdrew again and like from being at war yeah i like i i stopped going out i oh you withdrew socially yeah i thought you you meant like you were having withdrawals from shooting people well that that i think is part of it like i was like right you know there was this sort of intense high for about six months and Mm -hmm, then i get back mm -hmm. and it's like back to my you know i gotta do laundry and yeah. I, well i did laundry out there too but you just pour some water over something um mm-hmm. and 
and I, I really, really, really missed it. I still really miss it. Um, I, I, I get it. Yeah. Fully understand. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it left a big impression on me. Um, and, uh, that's crazy. Oh my God. And so after about a year, I kind of get recruited into this project to, uh, unionize a brewery, which is very ironic. Uh, wow. I don't drink. Uh huh. And so, uh, there's this beer called. Well, Anchor were you Steam. an activist at the at the time? Yeah, I mean, I I like, kind of been for like a while. I mean, uh, you went to you went to war, so let's. Yeah, yes. exactly. And then, like, <laughs> yes. when I got back from war, I guess because of Bernie and Communist. stuff, everyone was like all into socialism, and so like I wasn't like oh, the yeah. only person into that. Perfect. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so I got recruited by these these like union guys I know to go mm-hmm. get a job. It's called salting. Uh, when you get a job somewhere with the express purpose of unionizing it. And we did it because I love unions. They, yeah, big fan. Love Um, and so there's this union out here called the ILWU, which is the international longshore and warehouse union, which is like sort of notorious in the labor world for being like a, like a sort of like left wing union. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. like they shut down the ports for, uh, for well, for Occupy, which I wasn't a giant fan of, but for Occupy and for uh, like the Iraq War, they got kicked out of the AFL-CIO for being communist. Uh, wow, they, they're pretty. They're pretty. It's a it's a dock workers union, but they also have warehouses. And so, cool. I work at I work at this this brewery for a couple of years, and that sort to of to unionize it exactly, and that that yeah. like that sort of gave me a similar but different kind of like that high because I was high. doing something secret mm-hmm. and I was doing something yeah. I wasn't supposed to be doing. Yeah. 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 No, I, yep. Crime is, yeah. It's not, re- it's not even crime, but yeah. I get it. A exactly. secret. It's, 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 it's a cousin of it. Yeah. It's a high. It's definitely a high. Exactly. And like it was, an affair. I, exactly. You know? Exactly. And I could never, I could never tell anyone what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could never even admit to anyone that I was assault because you can get fired for that. Uh, wow. And there, we, I can't wait to look up all of these. I didn't know about salt. Salting. Yeah. There's a, there's a, they used to, they used to send them into That's Walmart so cool. before they kind of gave up on that campaign. But, um, <laughs> I, uh, so I, 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 we, we get the, uh, we got the union. Um, and we were the first craft, craft brew union. Which that's is amazing. Very funny. Uh, wow, that's really, really cool, Brace. Yeah, I'm stoked. There's, a, there's about to be a couple more uh, this month, too, if everything works out. Um, amazing. We love the union. We love the union. That's how you, and of course, we all got raises, et cetera. And then mm-hmm. once COVID hit, you know, it's uh, no one, no one, no one really lost their job and shit like that. No, that's so. great. That's so important. Love, love the unions. And so doing, nothing but respect. But doing that though was fucking that like actually hurt my sobriety a lot because I stopped going to meetings for a lot of right. that because I had to get up at 5 a.m. Right. And so I, you weren't drinking, but like your sobriety was exactly like I was snapping affected. at people. Right. Because a lot Dry of people don't exactly a lot what of, they call it in the program. A lot of people don't know is that like. The whole thing in AA is, you know, anyone can stop drinking, but the whole point is to, like, figure out why you drank and, like... And yeah, like to fix it. yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. like, a lot of that is basically, like, this sort of, like, emotional, or they sometimes call it spiritual upkeep. Uh, mm-hmm. And I basically uh, deserted my duties when it came to that. Yeah. And I went kind of... Cr- yeah. I got really depressed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was... I was. Were you depressed because it was... 
Like when it, once it was over, um, once you weren't doing it anymore, or like during you were snapping during at people it. and like, okay. Because yeah. even though I was feeling and, good when I was working on it, like in my yeah, free time, I was so tired. It took a lot out of you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't, I didn't, yeah. do it. I didn't hang out with anybody. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really have a life. Right. That it is like a weird addiction and it's you replace drinking with that and you weren't going to meetings and or exactly. using. Yeah. And so like That's crazy that it was for a brewery it too. It is very funny. I know. It was also funny because <laughs> the only perk there when I got a job there was that you get free beer. Of course. And so it's just like this guy is like, Oh, you wanna work here for fourteen dollars an hour? Uh horrible hours and not enough of them and you don't want the free beer. I was like, Absolutely, yes. Yep. Very um, cool, Bray. Fighting the good fight. But I know that I have like, it's, it's part of my tendency to do where I'll, I'll, I'll throw myself into something that's really painful and really difficult. I think because I have this sort of like retarded macho thing where like I have to be like, you know, I can take it. Like I, you know, I can fucking, I can deal with something. Mm-hmm. I, I can take it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it ends up getting me into some pretty difficult places uh emotionally um but it's like weird like i i still haven't really figured out this part of me but it's like i i sort of i seek after that um the the stress stress and struggle yeah yeah i i know exactly what you mean one of my friends have told me has told me that i might be addicted to making my life harder than it needs to be yes and like I love a challenge, but actually, you know, I, I get it. Yeah, I get it. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so you know what I'm talking about. Maybe that's about. addict brain. I do know what you're talking about, or maybe it's a different kind of weird mindset to have. But I masochism. Think it, I, I think it is like, I don't know. Maybe it's like, cause I'm sure you have a lot of guilt, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So it's like, maybe it's like, we're like trying to punish ourselves. Yeah. I like thrive on it almost. Yeah. I mean, I, or something. I do it enough. To where it's like a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. I like just learned that I can say no to doing things. Like, so my problem was I would just say yes to everything because I constantly want to be like doing all these projects, you know? Yeah. And so that's, and of course I'd get like super burnt out and um, I'd be in a bad mood and I'd just like be depressed and sleep whenever I was home and wouldn't do my laundry because I was so tired, etc. But um, yeah, I just learned like two days ago that I'm allowed to say I can't do something, you know? Yeah. And as much as I wish, I, I mean, I wish I could do like all these things, but you know, I have to learn to prioritize. But, but for like, like for most of my life, I have always thought that I like thrived under like high stress situations yeah like waiting till the last minute to do stuff that's what i always do oh oh yeah same me too you saw how long it took for us to get this podcast like started this episode true but i mean that's not that bad (laughs) i've I've, it's taken me longer before yeah oh me too days i put it off for like yeah sometimes it's just so daunting yeah yeah, I mean that's the other <laughs> thing so too. Is, it's it's funny because I, I get into a lot of conflicts, but I also like I really try to I, I sometimes like in a sort of insane way avoid stress and like really go out of my way and like lie and and put things <laughs> off. 
so that I don't yeah. feel stressed out. Yeah, yeah. And then that, that kind of builds up. Mm-hmm. I definitely like will not open an email. For, I won't open my email for like two weeks because it's oh, yeah. like each as each day like goes by, it's, it, it's worse. It gets worse. Exactly. Because it gets so, it much so worse. long to not do something. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then the opportunity is just gone and you're like, fuck, well, I, I messed that up. It's OK. Let's yeah. start again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but podcasting does have a healing kind of a high. Do you, do you agree? Do you, do, well, do you get like, what kind of satisfaction do you get from podcasting? Because you do it quite often. Yeah. It's like my job. It's weird. It's, I, yeah, I, you get paid for it. I don't. Yeah. Well, but I really like it. I get, I love you're just, talking. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you get there. We just, we yeah. just caught the zeitgeist really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. You got lucky. Um, now you guys have a really good pod. It's, great I, even i pay for it <laughs> but yeah and no, i pay patreon to be on patreon too it's beautiful some of it was like uh i will definitely attribute it to luck because we caught it at the right time basically but like i i like it i i just like i do a lot of research like a lot of research for our episodes mm-hmm. I, res- I respect that i only pay for a podcast where i can tell that the hosts have done extensive research. Well, because I feel I would feel bad getting paid if I mm-hmm. wasn't working. Yeah, and exactly. So, I mean, we need to do it anyways, just because I don't. I have a really fucked up. I mean, I think meth put some fucking holes in my brain because I have a really bad memory. Um, yeah, it, that's like a true thing. It ruins your brain forever. Yeah, it literally right. does. I mean, I'm I'm I mean, I'm glad that like. Yeah, I'm glad I stopped when I did because I already like it's hard for me to like remember words. My memory, yeah, remember. Oh my god, word recall is so bad. Yeah, I mean, like, maybe when just I can't think of the, for me, but I, like, it, it might be that. But when I can't think of the word that I want, it's it's really um, it's extremely an issue for me. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks because I'm like I'm supposed to be a writer. I'm supposed to know all the words, you know. But yeah, um, uh, yeah. Anyways, I'm a, I'm podcasting a, a, is your job. Yes. And so, like, <laughs> well, I was also going to say, I think meth also made me lactose intolerant, but that is purely conspiracy theory. <laughs> it is. It's um, a theory. But uh, I like doing I, we, You know, we, have, we, we, we've done pretty, pretty good. And so it's, like, kind of crazy to see, like, I don't know, like, it's weird to get all this attention because you also kind of put a target on yourself. Mm. And that can Scru- be a little stressful. Scrutiny exactly. can happen. And like, yeah. I think of a lot of things is like, I have been for large parts of my life, a bad guy, like a villain in this. If there's a story, I was the right. villain of it. Uh, and now you're celebrated. Yeah. And like that, but also scrutinized. Exactly. And so, but like both the celebration and the scrutiny, like, you know, make me feel weird because a, I still have this like guilt, like we were talking about earlier. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, I shouldn't be celebrated. Like, I'm a fucking, I'm awful. Uh, yeah. Or at least I'm capable right. of awful things. Uh, I'm really glad that you take responsibility for that, for real. Well, I, I just, I don't know when to stop. Take, that takes a lot. It's like, the problem is, though, like, mm. I, I think I, like, I, I let it rule kind of large parts of my life still, which I think is pretty unhealthy. Mm. I, yeah. Like, I, well, I, then you have to remember the serenity prayer, you know? Yeah, true. I know. Yeah, that actually, that is like basically the only prayer I, 
of the AA prayers, in which there are many, dear listeners. There are many. Uh, it's the only one I really, I really find useful. Um, it is useful. It's a, it's a nice tool. But to like have in your back pocket. You know, I, I both like, I, I get, I get, you know, nervous at being celebrated, and I get nervous at the scrutiny too, because, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, well. It, there's just uh, people gun for you. I don't know. I don't know what it is. And that can They're be so jealous. Stressful. I mean, maybe, or maybe like, they, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, everyone's working out some fucking insane thing in their brain. On, yeah. Online. Yeah. I, no one likes to see anyone else succeed. Anyway, my podcast is free because I, I would feel bad making people pay for me hitting record and talking to somebody with like mental problems. <laughs> Not that you have mental problems. I, well, technically I did get diagnosed with substance use disorder. Oh, that's yeah. That's a thing. Mental problem. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So all of my, um, or all of my episodes, none of them are paywalled, but I have a Patreon as like a help me out guys. I don't have a job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Um, podcasting, yeah. great hobby. Love it. Turn and and that's like uh, one of the things. Uh, you know, find something you love and turn it into a job. Yeah. yeah. You are living the American dream. People always talk about that, but I'm like, the only things I like doing are like I like guns a lot, and I like uh, <laughs> I like girls, and I like uh, books, and none of those are job hobbies well none of right. the uh, girls thing isn't a hobby i just admire the concept of them um right but uh <laughs> but this this turned out to, i like talking too and so this, yeah. this was fortuitous for me i always thought too it's even like it's funny it's like well you know i'm not gonna be a great writer or nothing but like maybe i can be a musician because i like being on stage but i can't even do that mm-hmm. i'm a bad musician yeah i was a dancer and i'm not a great dancer obviously loved being on stage exactly so this just makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Makes the most sense. And then I was like, well, I'm sober now. And I have all this like time and my, you know, like my brother died. Well, I started it before he died, but, um, but that helped or rather but, I shouldn't say health, but like that. Well, you more. it helped me stay sober. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. um, to, because that would have been so fucked if I had, if I, it was very easy and tempting. I'm sure. To want to just like drink again but um yeah sometimes I'm nervous because I have this like sobriety podcast that it'll be like my one identity so I kind of want to like start writing again I get that. I don't know even though like no one knows who I am I have like four subscribers but I there's more to me than just an alcoholic well i get that too i mean my whole thing is that like i'm a funny guy on the pedophile podcast and right i mean that's that's what you that's what you are yeah exactly but like that's not how i see myself Mm -hmm. and so it's like it 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 is weird because like you know once you get like like at the level like you know we, we deal with it's like people i see myself reflected back on me by a lot of people and i kind of don't recognize it and it like mm-hmm, it gives mm-hmm. you like a kind of identity crisis. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That might be like writer brain too. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Because that's how I like when I was I wrote a fiction novel and I would base my um 
characters off of like tiny traits that I didn't even realize were my own traits. Uh-huh. But sorry, I'm making it all about myself and how I'm conv- trying to convince myself that I'm a writer. I'm more than just um, an Al Anonymous podca- uh, podcast me, I'm, w- host. I'm with you. I'm trying to do the same thing. <laughs> have, you, have you written anything since the pod? Um, you don't have to. And you have a you have a lot of research to do. I have. I, I plan on. You've being got able work to, write to do. Hold on. Can we actually pause for one second? Yes. Okay. Cool. I'll call you back in two seconds. And what were you saying? I can't remember. Mm, me neither. But, but I do want to extend my apologies. I had to take a call. Don't, don't, don't you even worry about it. You are forgiven. Um, but we are approaching the end of this hour window designated to a podcast episode. Um, so this is usually the part where we wrap things up and maybe like say something optimistic or insightful or funny if you um want to throw anything out there it's like well cool i'll say the few i'll i'll say there's a lot of i've made reference to a couple of them which is funny because i never do that but there's a few things in aa concepts that have been useful for me Mm -hmm. uh one of them i think the number one one is that like people will say it's like you got to put in at least as much effort into getting sober as you put into like scoring dope, which, yeah. you know, for me, when I like don't want to go somewhere for an hour or call somebody or whatever, I think about how many hours I spent waiting around different places for different dealers and shit. And right. that usually helps me. Right. Dope. Wow. That's, that's actually a really good one. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like the useful one. Uh, that's a- yeah. There's also yeah. a phrase I really like, but I don't know what it means that I've heard <laughs> uh, people people use before, which is the, In the phrase rooms. "ridden hard and put back wet." <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's it's okay. uh, It's a it's a it's a phrase. It's a program phrase. Okay. Well, I heard it used in rehabs, but yeah. Oh, in rehab. Okay. What was it again? Uh, it's like in reference to it's like he or she has been ridden hard and put back wet. Wow. Well, happy six year anniversary. Knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood. Keep going. That's that's like the other thing. Like congratulations. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going, and keep doing your pod because we all love it and. Yeah, thank you so much for thank you. thank you for having me. Being a guest on mine, this has been fun. Yes, it has. I look forward to editing it myself <laughs> on GarageBand. Punk. Yep. Okay. Thank you.